Thursday, September 27th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly. I am coming to you from the Mile High City right here in Denver, Colorado. And if you are growing tired of that same old local sports talk, you've got the arguments, you've got the callers calling in, they're yelling into their phones. I think the Cleveland Browns are awesome. I'd like your comments. I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah, you know what? We don't really do that so much here. We try to talk sports with a dose of common sense, and we'd rather just laugh at a lot of the sports world because a lot of it is actually pretty funny. We are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Thursday to you. I know that this coming weekend, we've got a number of really good games to watch. There's going to be some good college football games. There's going to be some decent NFL games. Got some things for you to watch over the weekend. We'll discuss some of those tomorrow. But don't forget, I know it's just Thursday, but tonight we actually have a pretty big NFL game as the Minnesota Vikings, who are coming off of that terrible loss at home to the Buffalo Bills, are going to Los Angeles tonight to face the Rams in a game between two teams that when we kind of look at the strength and we kind of look at the top teams in the league, I think the Vikings and the Rams are probably among the top teams in the league. And why do I just feel like after seeing the Rams be so dominant through the first three weeks and then seeing the Vikings look so bad on Sunday, why could I totally see Minnesota somehow stealing one tonight? I know everyone will look at this game and go, oh, the Rams will walk over Minnesota. Did you see Minnesota last week against the Buffalo Bills? They aren't even that good. Why could I just see Minnesota sneaking a win tonight on the road? I don't know. You're going to have to tune in and watch, but should be a very fun game in the NFL. It just seems like when one team has been hearing all week how they can't win and the other team has been hearing all week how they can't lose, we saw that a lot last week. Make sure you tune in to that game tonight. should be a fun one. If you'd like to contact the show, I don't know, maybe let us know what you're going to be watching tonight. We would love to hear from you. You can email us, dailydosesports at gmail.com. Or feel free to reach out to us over on Twitter or Facebook. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Doesn't have to be TV related. Doesn't even have to be sports related. Maybe you need some advice. Maybe you are involved in a wedding and you've got to give the big toast. Oh, we have some experience doing those things. Whatever it might be, feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Hey, we've got a lot to get to today. You know, we do have a few news stories coming out that I do want to touch on today, but We need to finish up our early NFL review of the season up to this point. We have been talking all week with Raymond from Washington, D.C., who has joined us the past two days to talk about how teams in the NFL are shaping up so far. We are going to get back to Raymond very soon. But like I said, we do have a few things coming out in the world of breaking news that we need to get to, starting off in the NFL. Not sure if you saw this, but former Pittsburgh Steelers star James Harrison He has some advice for disgruntled running back Le'Veon Bell regarding his ongoing contract dispute. He says that Le'Veon Bell should return to the team, but fake an injury to avoid playing in games. Yeah, Harrison, of course, we know he endured that messy split with the Steelers last year. He ended up going to the New England Patriots, but they asked him yesterday about Le'Veon Bell's situation in an interview with FS1. And here's what James Harrison had to say. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, I'm coming back, what is it, November 13th? Because that is the deadline that Bell has to report to the Steelers by in order to get the necessary service time so that he can become a free agent next year. So he's got to show up by then. 
Harrison went on, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get my credit this season that I need to get. And then I'm going to do the best I can to get out of this season healthy. For me, I'd give you everything at practice. You'd see, the cameras would see that I'm fine. I'm healthy. But come Saturday, something ain't right. I can't play on Sunday. Because if I go out there and I mess something up, I'm losing a lot of money. Of course, we know. Le'Veon Bell's refused to sign his franchise tender of $14.5 million. He's already forfeited nearly $3 million by missing the first three games of the season. And they say that the Pittsburgh Steelers recently began listening to trade offers for Le'Veon Bell. We'll see if that goes anywhere. Because there is still a lot of red tape to get through to actually make a deal for Le'Veon Bell. But as I hear these comments from James Harrison, it makes me stop and think about a few things. And I know we can sit here and we can argue about whether or not Harrison is a horrible person or if faking injuries is morally or ethically right or whatever. We can go down that road. I don't want to go down that road. I mean, whatever. He put his name on that. That's up to him. I don't really care about that. Here is more my thoughts. If I'm Le'Veon Bell and I hear these comments from James Harrison, my biggest thought is, James, can you please shut up? That was my plan, and now everybody knows about it. I was going to come back. I was going to look good in practice, and then I was going to fake an injury so I don't have to go out there and get beat up, and you're screwing it all up. Dude, we were former teammates. What are you doing to me? Now, if Le'Veon Bell actually does have an injury, what's the first thing everyone's going to say? Oh, he's just doing what James Harrison said. He's just faking his injury. He just doesn't want to play. He just doesn't want to get hurt. So he's pretending he's hurt. James Harrison, if I am Le'Veon Bell, keep my name out your mouth. Go worry about taking away your participation trophies from your kids or whatever. But don't talk about what I'm doing. Stop telling them my plans. Jeez, just shut up. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, not very happy that that came out. I don't need you telling all my business out there. Also, we did get a little bit of news in college football. And, you know, Clemson head football coach Dabo Swinney did not do what I told him he needed to do. Because earlier this week, it was announced he was making a move with his starting quarterback. Dabo is going to sit senior Kelly Bryant in favor of freshman Trevor Lawrence. And I said earlier this week, he has to make sure that he keeps Kelly Bryant invested in this team because it has a chance to be a very volatile situation. Well, it looks like it's gone that way, because it was announced yesterday Kelly Bryant wants to transfer out of Clemson. I mean, Kelly Bryant's been pretty good for Clemson. He started the last 18 games, and he has gone 16-2 and as a starter. But he was informed Monday that he had been demoted in favor of freshman Trevor Lawrence. Now, Coach Dabo Swinney, he described his meeting with Kelly Bryant on Monday as very emotional, and he gave Bryant the day off of practice. But then Bryant also missed practice on Tuesday, and he detailed his decision to a local newspaper. They asked me how I felt about it. I was like, I'm not discrediting Trevor. He's doing everything asked of him. But on my side of it, I feel like I haven't done anything to not be the starter. I've been here. I've waited my turn. I've done everything y'all have asked me to do, plus more. And I mean, he has. And when you look at a player like Kelly Bryant, he probably isn't an NFL quarterback. He's probably looking at this 
and saying one of two things. Either I think I am an NFL quarterback and I need to go show my skills, or this is my last chance to play football. I'm going to go try to play it somewhere because they're not going to let me play it here at Clemson. And you know, when I look at this from the perspective of Dabo Sweeney, I'm not sure about this move. Because if you keep the starter in, you can always bring the freshman in at some point in time. Hey, we're going to run him a series here. Hey, we're falling behind here. I'm going to put him in. You're still the guy. You're still the guy. But I'm just going to bring the freshman in and just kind of see how he looks. You can't do that once you make the freshman the starter and pull him out and try to jam the senior back in there. It doesn't work. You know what this makes me wonder? And we saw this with Notre Dame this last week. They benched their starter. We see this now with Clemson. They benched their starter. It makes me wonder, is every college football team out there just trying to keep up with Nick Saban and Alabama? Because now they are seeing what Tua Tagovailoa is doing down at Alabama. And they're saying, oh my goodness, we need a more explosive quarterback. We can't possibly hang with what Alabama is doing. What I worry about for Clemson is did Dabo just lose his locker room with this move? And it also makes me think Trevor Lawrence had better be good. He has to be the real deal now because you don't have the backup anymore. You don't have the experienced senior sitting back there saying, hey, just give me my chance. Now they go down to the third person on the depth chart. Clemson, don't miss your chance going to a college football playoff because you wanted to be silly here. Gonna have to see how this all shapes up for Clemson. Hey, coming back, we will finish up our conversation with longtime caller Raymond from Washington, D.C., who is never, of course, short on opinions. We need to finish up our NFL preview so far, and we need to get his Super Bowl picks when we get back. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose, where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. October's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Cursed, Haunted by Dark Spirits and Evil Creatures. Sorry, but it sounds like you've been cursed. Fight back against your regrettable fate with an exclusive collection of accursed gear. October's Loot Crate theme features items from Attack on Titan, Gremlins, Evil Dead 2, and American Horror Story. Looks like they are getting ready for Halloween over at Loot Crate. But if none of those franchises interest you, remember, you can go to Loot Crate and choose from a huge selection of crates, a monthly subscription of crates, or just individual items. And they have so many things over there, they are sure to have exactly what you need. Of course, the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, be sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order, just as a little thank you for listening to the Daily Dose each and every day. So yesterday, we did continue our discussion with one of the first callers that we've ever had to the Daily Dose, as Raymond from Washington, D.C. is helping us review the NFL season so far. We have now covered the AFC and NFC East, the AFC and NFC North, and the AFC South. So today, we will jump back in. We will be discussing the NFC South as well as the AFC and NFC West. Then, we need to make sure that we get Raymond's Super Bowl picks. Yeah, I just wonder who he could be picking in the Super Bowl this year. Let's check in on that and find out. Let's move over to the NFC South And we have two teams in the NFC South, and they faced each other on Sunday, and they're like mirror images of each other because the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints are basically the same team. Crazy good offense, a little bit below average defense. On Sunday, Matt Ryan threw for almost 400 yards and five touchdowns at home. It still wasn't enough. I don't know. The Saints and the Falcons, they just go out and put up 40 points and see if you can beat them. Definitely the... 
the best, at least offensively, the most exciting football division in the league. Uh, they are crazy talented on offense, both teams with the quarterbacks. The quarterback play in the division has, has been out of this world. So, uh, it's not a surprise that they're putting out these numbers. We know their defense sucks and we know their offenses are really good. So, uh, early in the season, these teams could generally come out and offenses are crazy. And towards the end of the season, I feel like other teams figure them out more. So they slow down a little bit and not that good the rest of the season. They don't make the playoffs and they don't make Super Bowl, the NFC South. It's uh, pretty, but don't win anything either. You know what's interesting to me? We always hear all this talk about Tom Brady's going to play till he's, I don't know, 70 or whatever. The guy that looks to me like he could play well into his 40s is Drew Brees. Because it's not anything like a huge arm. It's just accuracy and going to the right guy in the right spot. Breeze looks like the guy to me that could probably last the longest of all these quarterbacks right now. Well, and he does. Uh, he doesn't get hit no. that much. He's, he's always getting rid of the ball. So yeah, I could definitely see him lasting longer, even though he's slight. But he does such a good job of not getting hit, even though he does take his share of sacks. But he generally gets rid of the ball. So yeah, I could see that too. On the other end of the spectrum, we have a guy who does get hurt. Because the Carolina Panthers, it seemed like, can never stay healthy. Whether it's Cam Newton or Luke Keekley, I don't know, Christian McCaffrey, whoever. They've got a ton of talent. It just seems like they're always banged up. And some of that is the way Cam plays. Cam plays. He knows I'm bigger, stronger than you are. You're going to have to bring me down. Yes, uh, Cam continues to play reckless. Well, he's not as reckless as he used to be. Right. But I still can see, I still see some Dante Culpepper in him. Um, Good comparison. Where, yeah, where you're just big, and after a while, you know, he's still fairly young, but he's getting towards closer to his 30s, and we'll see how he holds up because uh, he needs his athleticism because his accuracy, damn sure, hasn't improved since he's been in the league. Well, and another good point because if I have to see him throw the ball over his wide receiver's head one more time, <laughs> right? <laughs> just sailing over their head. Who knows where? Yeah, his accuracy hasn't gotten better. That's exactly. really, really yeah, strange so. to me. So for all the talk of these three teams in the NFC South, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the surprise maybe of the league, and they're doing it, I guess, without Jameis Winston because, hey, what can yeah. you say about Ryan Fitzpatrick? He's playing out of his mind. Can the Buccaneers actually do anything with Ryan Fitzpatrick? This is another story I'm quite familiar with. Brian Fitzpatrick, former Bills quarterback. He generally comes out hot. Um, he is a gunslinger. I love his mentality, uh, the way he plays, his style. He gets after it. But at the end of the day, his arm strength is an issue. And even now, he literally has to throw himself into these footballs to get him there. And um, as we get towards the end of the season, teams are going to put two safeties deep. Don't not let him throw deep, and he's going to have to throw underneath, and his arm strength is going to come into play. It's going to be an issue. Well, it won't be long before people start to uh, put the put the grips on Fitzpatrick. But although I know that he's not as good as these numbers that he's putting up are, he's still better than James Winston. Well, yeah, what would you yeah. do with Jameis? I definitely think Ryan has a ceiling. Ryan Fitzpatrick has, has, has a ceiling. Sure. But even knowing that, I would still go with him as the quarterback. I would keep, because I think he gives them a better chance to win. The the, the gunslinger mentality with those wide receivers, I, I think, is the better way to go. You can't deal with James. You know, James is inaccurate. On top of that, right? So he's not even using the weapons. 
Um, Tampa has some good weapons. So I would go with, I would keep Fitzpatrick out there. Yeah, I would too. And I think you almost are in the situation where at some point you're probably just going to have to cut Jameis Winston because you can't depend on him. He's just not a reliable guy on or off the field. No. All right, let's shift over to the AFC West. Hey, that Kansas City Chiefs offense looks amazing. They are lighting up the scoreboard. Their defense looks terrible. Is this the same story that we usually see with Kansas City? Offense starts red hot. We're going to start to see them cool down. And by the end of the year, we're looking at them going, can you guys even play football? What are you doing? Exactly. Um, We all know championships are not won in September. Right. So it's it's the same story. Uh, Yes, they are very talented. And Mahomes seems to be uh, the right driver for the race car. But, you know, their skill positions are are incredible. But I don't think that they have enough. I don't think there are going to be teams that are going to be able to slow them down. And at the end of the day, like you said, their defense is not that great. And Mahomes is, we just, teams have not been able to challenge him. Defense have not been good enough, but we know that they will be towards the end of the year as teams see more of him. So mm, I think the city probably will win the West. Yeah. But uh, I I don't expect much of them uh, in the playoffs should they make it. Well, and the other thing with Kansas City is, you know, playing where they play, the elements are going to come into it. And if a team can't slow you down at some point, the weather could slow you down, especially when you're a pass-happy offense like they are. Definitely, yeah. So, um, But, you know, Andy Reid, they've anointed him. You know, they, he's a genius. Another September genius, but we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of genius, this, the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm still not used to saying Los Angeles. In fact, I should just refer to them as San Diego until they stop acting like the San Diego Chargers. Everyone had high expectations. This is going to be the year. Is it, though? Because it just looks like the same old Chargers to me. They are confused, and I do think that they're really good. Um, they have a ton Phillip of talent. Rivers. Yeah, love Philip Rivers. They have a ton of talent. That defense sometimes just doesn't get the job done. Um, they've got to play better defensively, consistently. Their defense has to be more consistent. With Bosa being out lately, maybe when they get him back, they'll be more. Uh, they'll be able to do more. But um, I still think that um, the Chargers. Um, I think they'll probably win this division. I still believe that. You um, think the Chargers will win? Yeah, I just think they'd have to get through September. They did start off 0 4. So, <laughs> right, um, which is new. Yeah, so I think that I know that they'll be playing good, by, good ball by November, December. They just have to survive these early months. So oftentimes they're in such a big hole. I think the, um, the Chargers are fine. Okay. Let's move on to my hometown team, the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to make a statement here that you're going to think is crazy when I say it, okay? Are you ready for my my take on the Denver Broncos? Let's hear The Denver Broncos are one of the best, worst teams out there. Okay. As far as, like, the worst teams, like the bad teams, I think they're one of, like, they're at the top of that hill. And I realize that's, you know, way down the chart. But as far as the awful teams, they're one of the best awful teams out there. Okay. They're a team that consistently beat those bottom-of-the-barrel teams. But then they'll consistently lose to the top. Exactly. Top They're not going to. Okay. Yeah, I can go with that. Um, of course, they're very talented on defense. But see, uh, that's the thing. They're very talented in spots on defense. 
But you know where they're not talented? Mm. They're not talented right up the gut. And that is the scariest part of the whole situation. Yeah, the defense is not that good. That run has always been a problem. They're a little smallish up front. They get pushed around from time to time. If you have to throw the ball against them, you're in trouble, though. Right, Um, and that's exactly what they have to do. They have to go out and they have to jump on top and get a lead and then hope you have to throw and they can pin their ears back and come off the edge because they're good at the edge. They're not so good, you know, between the tackles on either side of the ball. No, they're not. Uh, But I do like the rookie, uh, Lindsey. He's pretty Um, fun to watch. He's got to stop hitting people. Well, uh, he, he needs to stop punching people, yes. Yeah, but I think he's very talented. I think by the end of the year, he's going to be your starting running back. He's a little smallish, but I, I think um, he's much better than the other one. Yeah, he is. I really like his explosion, and he has a knack because the offensive line is still not very good, but for some reason when he's in the game, he always seems to find holes. Yeah, that's not an accident. It's because he has great vision, and he he explodes through these holes that other guys can't even see. I do really like Philip Lindsay. I really like I like Bradley Chubb a lot too. I think he's been impressive so far. But like I said, they're not very tough up the middle. And in the NFL, games are won and lost in the trenches. I don't think the Denver Broncos are very good in the trenches. Final team in the AFC West, we have the Oakland Raiders. I don't have any idea what's even going on with Oakland anymore. They deal Khalil Mack. Don't you have to find some way to keep him? I think you do, um, especially when you have. Uh, are paying your coach a hundred million dollars. Right. But quite frankly, I find this one of the most enjoyable, uh, stories in the NFL. I hope that they finish one in 15, one in 15. Uh, they just, you know, I have a problem with people that think that they're just so smart. You know, you're just so damn smart. So, you know, I'm really enjoying this John Gruden, uh, looking like an idiot because that's what he looks like, letting the best player go. And then week after week, uh, his team are losing games. And you just, the way they're losing games, the thing is they're missing, you can see it. They're missing Khalil Mack. <laughs> right. You know what I'm enjoying? I'm enjoying every week that the Oakland press every week says, so uh, what happened? You couldn't generate any pass rush this week. And then he still has to answer it every single week. You know, it used to be there are certain things that you just could not do against Oakland's defense because of Khalil Mack. Yeah. That aspect is completely gone. There's no fear to that defense anymore. That wasn't that great with him, but still, if you had to throw the ball consistently against Oakland, Mack was going to give you problems. So this is enjoyable. This is quite funny. They look That's like funny. they're just trying to build maybe for Vegas. Like they've given up on Oakland. Hey, we know we're going to be awful. We're just going to go to Vegas and try just, we're just going to try to get some all new players. We'll just find better players. The funny part about the whole Khalil Mack thing was that they went and got draft picks. If there's one thing that Oakland has not done well, it's draft people. You finally hit the jackpot in Khalil Mack and you get rid of him. Get rid of him, right. To pay your coach $100 million. And go no draft Jamarcus Russell. Right. And I think uh, a lot of people forget that, you know, even with, with Gruden's championship that he won with Tampa, what he won with Tampa, well, those players, those are Dungeons players. Yeah, you yeah, can make a pretty good case that John Gruden's not a very good NFL coach. Yeah, so it's very interesting. He got all this money, and uh, we'll see what he does now because I don't see it going good, though. Raiders not looking good. We have one more division to get to, and that is the NFC West. Hey, the San Francisco 49ers were so exciting at the end of the year last year, and I hope you enjoyed it because it looks like that is all over. Jimmy Garoppolo is done for the year with that blown ACL. Eh, looks like they're going to be back to sucking now, doesn't it? They're going 
going back to sucking, yes. And it's going to set them back a few years. They just spent $137 million on that guy. That's really sad. Really sad. Would you go get Colin Kaepernick back if you're them? <laughs> I mean, why not? Sell a few seats. Do they still have his rights? No, I don't think they do. I don't think any. I think everybody threw his rights in the trash can. Oh, I, look, he has no rights. No rights. Yeah, when he couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert, I don't think he had rights. Right. San Francisco, yeah. They're probably going to end up being the worst team in the league. Yeah, they easily could be. Meanwhile, one of the best teams in the league are those Los Angeles Rams. Marcus Peters went down yesterday. They're saying it's going to be about a month. It was just a calf injury, not the Achilles that everyone thought it was. Los Angeles Rams look like the real deal, don't they? Yeah, they do look very good. Uh, love their coach, Sean McVay. I love how aggressive he is on offense. Uh, the things they do are on offense, and, and then they're playing good defense, too. I mean, it's just quite a combination. They're just so talented. Um, right now, um, they would be my favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, the only thing, the worst thing about that team is their, their home, their, their home crowd, their home, their home field advantage. Yeah, they don't have much um, of one. They don't have one. Right. And I would say that's the worst thing about the team. So the Seattle Seahawks finally get a win on Sunday, but they're just on their way down, aren't they? They look like their spirit could end up breaking here in another few games. Yeah, Seattle is another very enjoyable situation. Uh, Pete Carroll was another one who, oh, he's so smart. Oh, he can rehab anybody. And, uh, oh, he, you know, turn players into gold, picking them off the street, sweeping them up, and just sticking them in there. And now we're seeing, oh, he's not that damn smart either. Um, the offensive line is terrible. He keeps drafting these terrible players. The system's not, he doesn't have the perfect players, these humongous giants in the secondary that he was able to find. They're all gone now. And so now Russell Wilson is really running for his life, and the team's just getting worse and worse. And he's getting older and older and, uh, Pete Carroll, that is, getting older and older and knowing less and less than I think he deserves it. You seem to be enjoying Seattle going downhill way too much. Stick a fork in them. <laughs> Final team in the NFL that we need to discuss. The Arizona Cardinals look like they are also in the hunt for worst team in the NFL. On Sunday, final drive of the game versus the Bears, they pull Sam Bradford and go to the rookie Josh Rosen. What in the world are they doing? How stupid was that? That was so dumb. It, it was so predictable what was going to happen. And, you know, it was 14 nothing at halftime. And Sam Bradford was playing bad the entire third. Why They waited too late. Yes. If you were going to put the rookie in, I had no problem with maybe the rookie having to come in in a tough situation, but not a ridiculously tough situation. Um, they could should have brought him in middle of the third quarter. Yep. It was quite evident that, that Bradford wasn't doing anything. So the change, I don't have a problem with the change. You know, it would have been a tough situation. This is what it is. But it's just, they waited too long. And at that point, you should have just let Bradford finish the damn game. I would agree with you 100% because you're putting Josh Rosen in a situation that honestly, he just, he can't win that. Even if he, he moved him a little bit, but you, you can't win that. Like you said, let him come in and get a few reps, get some sort of a rhythm, and then uh, you take your chances. Bradford looked horrible. I get that. You can't put him in that situation and just you you put him in a losing situation. He couldn't win there. Don't like what the Cardinals are no. doing. Stephen Wilkes might not last much longer in Arizona because they look terrible. Okay, I've got to ask you, who are your Super Bowl picks for this season? I know we're just three weeks in. It's a ways out. But if you had to pick your Super Bowl right now, who's going? Well, 
I think I'm going to go with the uh, L.A. Rams from the NFC. And then, well, I'm going to go out on a limb here, oh, and no. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Will you AFC. stop that? The AFC, to represent the AFC. I think uh, what we've seen from them these past six quarters is going to continue. Their defense, and then the Josh Allen is just going to continue to get better. I see them finishing the season. They're one and two now, and I finish. I see them finishing fourteen and two, thirteen and three at worst. So I see them representing with the home field advantage in the AFC, and I think they'll play in the Super Bowl against the Rams. Looking forward to it. I'm sure everybody else is. No one's looking forward to that. No one thinks the Bills are even going to win three more games this year. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see them in the Super Bowl. We'll see in We're not going to see them in the Super Bowl. They're not even going to get to the playoffs. You heard it here first, folks. Bills in Super Bowl. <sighs> okay, who wins the Super Bowl if they if they get there? Who wins it? I guess the I, I guess the Rams. Again? The Rams would win the Super Bowl then. Oh no, the winner would be the would be the Bills. So I'm picking the Rams and the Bills to be in the Super Bowl, and I'm I'm picking the Rams to lose to the Bills. 34 to 17 in the Super Bowl. Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm not sure what's going on, but as far as I know, Washington, D.C. has not legalized. I know back in Colorado, we've legalized, but I don't know what in the world you're smoking back in D.C. The Bills are not winning anything. Let's switch over because, Raymond, I know we had you on to talk NFL, but I also know that you do follow college football. Just looking at the college game, can anyone touch Alabama this year? Well, if anybody is able to do it, it's it's going to be the, the, the same characters. It'll be uh, Georgia out of their own conference. And uh, maybe, uh, yeah, it's just Georgia. You know, Nick Saban has really just built a monster. That thing has gotten so out of control. And he's just, teams aren't catching him. You know, teams just aren't, you know, aside from, I think Georgia really has a lot of talent. But other than that, this is, uh, I think this is Alabama. Yeah, unfortunately, they're now they're now they're throwing the ball all over the place, right? <laughs> Which is uh, like even scarier. Yeah, two is amazing. He's he's played so yeah. well so far. Mm-hmm. So, um, not only are they, you know, this isn't the the three yards in a cloud of dust, Alabama anymore. Now they're zinging the ball all over the place, and I think that's it's just it's too much. It's out of control at this point. While we have you here. I know you're in Washington, D.C., but you are in the area of Virginia. What in the world is going on in Virginia? How is Virginia Tech losing to Old Dominion? I thought Old Dominion was like a bed and breakfast. ODU is terrible and has been terrible for years. That truly was a huge uh, upset. But Vitek doesn't have any defense, and they were shredded. But now the the, the guy, uh, the ODU quarterback, you know, they didn't have any tape on him. But certainly you knew that he's going to be throwing the ball. They play a spread offense, but you knew he was going to be throwing the ball. They should have been prepared for something. Then the game was at ODU, which was different. Because normally that type of game would be at Virginia Tech. Sure. They play a game at ODU, uh, in-state, not even a rival. And they, you take an L. I guess you'll, uh, no more games at ODU. No, I don't think they'll be paying that visit again anytime soon. Hey, I got to say thank you so much for coming on the Daily Dose giving us your take on the NFL so far. And yes, you're leaned way too far toward the Buffalo Bills, but we always enjoy your visits here to the Dose. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Always glad to come on and and share the the good news of the Bills. The Bills are not good news. I don't know why you insist on thinking the Bills are good news. Yeah, and I just love sharing it with the people, and it's a good thing that, you know, 
I'm giving everyone. This is only after the third, three, third game, so there's plenty of time and plenty of room for folks to jump and join the bandwagon. Come on, folks. No one's joining that bandwagon. That's a horrible bandwagon. Raymond, thank you so much for appearing on The Daily Dose. We always enjoy your visits. Thanks for having me. Go Bills. Hey, tomorrow is Friday, and of course, we will be looking at the latest and greatest in the world of sports news and stories. We will also have our preview of the weekend in sports, plus we will have our Daily Dose Top 5. You know that you have to tune in for that. I have to say thanks so much to Raymond from D.C. for spending some time with us, talking some NFL. You know we are always entertained by your visits. Thanks to all of you for listening to The Daily Dose every day. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the questions and for the suggestions. Thank you so much for sharing the show. It is all very appreciated. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday.